0: Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I am CEO podcast and formerly the CEO Chat podcast. So, doing something a little bit different as we ease into the fall from the summer. And, you know, everybody's traveling a lot more. You know, life is obviously a lot different than it has been in the last uh, four years, definitely since I started this, let alone the last two years or so. But I had a podcast called the CEO Chat podcast, which is a lot more of a long form podcast. I didn't really reach the 1,400 plus episodes that we did with the I am CEO podcast. So, there's a lot more long-flowing, a lot more conversational, but might be dusting off the, uh, the CEO chat podcast and bringing that back out. So with that being said, while considering that, what I wanted to do is go through some of the interviews that I had that were some of my favorites and share those. It's not going to obviously be the full entire interview. We're going to have links in the show notes so that you can go and listen to the full interview, but I wanted to do some snippets that you can get. You're going to hear, of course, you know, the visibility either the resources or the connections in each of these different snippets. So it's going to be one of those things that's really going to help you to hopefully learn more about the guests that's on the show, what they do, how they do it, why they do it, but also get that opportunity to really um, learn about some resources that can make you more effective and efficient. So sit back and enjoy this special throwback CEO chat episode.
1: Everyone knows that starting companies isn't easy,
0: so I'm curious to know what was the hardest thing about starting Blue 16? A lot of times with running a business, there's so many different things that go wrong. There's so many things you don't know. You don't know that you don't know. Um, You feel like you're the only one that doesn't know. But in reality, you know, we're all kind of figuring it out, you know, and taking steps along the way. And I think that loneliness, while sometimes it allows you to be able to just chart your own path and, and choose your own lane and go with it, at times when you're unsure of yourself, unsure of of what you're doing and and how exactly um, the decisions that you make um, will impact certain things. You're just confused and you don't know. Set that environment that allows you to succeed is is probably one of the the biggest challenges overall. And I think that you have to be very aware of who you're surrounding yourself with. It's
1: hard to find entrepreneurs that have the time to be your support network, which makes it even worse because the only people you find yourself wanting to know are other entrepreneurs because they're the only people who understand you. So entrepreneurship is a blessing and a curse on multiple levels. You have two podcasts. I've just started my first. It's hard. I'm doing it alone. Why the hell did you want to do two?
0: So the, the first podcast that I had, it still is kind of going, it's not as regular as the daily podcast I have. Um, the CEO chat podcast was a podcast I literally just started because I was interviewing entrepreneurs and business owners for the blog. I would listen to the recordings and then I would write up a blog post and then send them the blog post and they just have the recordings for myself. And I was listening to some of the recordings. I was like, Hey, this is like pretty valuable information. So that's really how that podcast started. Fast forward about two or three years. I had it up to being a weekly podcast. But one of the things that we kind of touched on in the very beginning um, that I love you did so well is that you get that opportunity to really build connections and relationships through podcasting and it can blossom into other things and other opportunities. So I had the goal of creating a daily podcast and I knew that the way that the CEO chat podcast was set up was not equipped to be daily. I really went back and I figured out what are the best questions? What are the most impactful questions? What questions can I ask consistently that the guests know what's to come, I know what's to come, but at the same time, it lends itself to be like kind of conversational. So that's the only reason I started it because I always try to hold my why at the, at the front, which is hopefully to, to create content and information to help people's lives better.
1: I don't know how you do it. Like I said, I, I do this all on my own right now. I wish I had help. I have I've found some software that helps to automate some of it, but
0: it's not easy. That's for sure. That's why I'm so appreciative to be here, that the time and energy and the, the being present is, is so big. And any opportunity you get to have somebody's time, because I know obviously we're recording now, but there's a lot more you'll do after the fact. And that's why I'm appreciative of everything that you're doing. Do you have people you're working with or you do it all on your own? Yeah, so I have an editor um, and then I have someone that helps out in editing just the video part, the audio part, and then actually creating the blog post. So I'm really just uh, doing some of the outreach right now. And even that, I'm hoping to, to kind of delegate that out. One of my internships I had, my my boss said, don't let the perfect get in the way of the possible. And I tell myself that all of the time because it's definitely an art and I appreciate my editor and the team so much because um, I know that that wasn't in my zone of genius and I know That the quicker that I unloaded that would allow me to kind of be present in you know interviews and get an opportunity to really, you know, hopefully provide value a lot more.
1: So at what point did you realize that you needed to delegate all of your things? Because you have like 10 blogs and two podcasts.
0: (laughs) Yes. I tried to delegate from day one, honestly. I understood that I wanted to start a business and I know that I didn't want to do all of the things. Um, but I tried to take on jobs or opportunities that I knew that I could do. And hopefully start delegating them out and using things like Upwork to be able to find people that are still on my team, you know, as of eight years ago. The reason that I try to do that is. I didn't read the book at the time, but there's a book called The E-Myth and it talks a lot about how people are really great at what they do and they decide to start a business and they realize that running a business is about so much more than the work that they're doing. And so they get overwhelmed and they don't realize like there's different aspects of business. So what I really try to do is understand that often we are the bottleneck to our business as leaders. What can I do to kind of take myself out of it? And it's still kind of a tension that I have, is especially when things don't go as well as I want them to go or, you know, somebody messes up on something with a client, you know, you want to jump in and just do it and just like, I'll just take care of it. But I know that is one of the worst things that you can do because you really want to kind of teach and empower the person. Granted, if it's the right person, sometimes that happens where it's not the right person, but assuming it's the right person, you want to coach them up and get them going and give them the information so that they don't do it the next time or they at least are going to, you know, communicate so that things go well.
1: I try to understand every position. Like what is the expectation that I should have of this person if I were to hire them? And then learn as much as I can about the the skills that they need the software they may be using things like that and then when I'm ready to hire someone I'll have a standard hiring process ready like what is a hard skills test I can give them to make sure that they actually know what they're talking about and they're not lying to me you know that I know they can actually do the things that I know they're supposed to be doing and then a personality test an interview and you know these kinds of things I need to know that I can trust this person. And the only way I know that I trust them is if I've done it. I don't have to be good at it,
0: but if they're better than me, I'll know instantly. Well, I should say, too, that a lot I have done it before I hired somebody. So it wasn't like I was completely, you know, unaware. So I think you bring up a phenomenal point. I usually have different levels to where a person is. So often when they first get started, they'll work on something that's internal that won't be anywhere close to the client facing. And it usually takes some time before they get to client facing work. Again, because it's technical, it's not like we're building a house or anything. A lot of times if things aren't going the way that I want them to go, I can see that before it you know, becomes live. And unlike putting the nail in the wrong place, like if you were building a house, that could be a lot more costly and destructive to a business and, and the people better with would be living there so let's get into your
1: hacks so tell me about your first hack that you love so much we talked about it last time
0: your 365 gratitude journal. Funny enough, I've had it for about a year now. Um, with It's called a 365 journal. And it's a way for me to end the day. It allows you to really get a different prompt on a different topic. Uh, usually it's around gratitude, it's around things to be appreciative of. Basically, somebody writes a prompt, you have an opportunity to respond to that prompt, um, like how or in what ways do you see that people are coming together, not being, you know, torn apart, you know, in the world. So you, I would, you know, basically respond to that. And then at the end, every single day, um, you have three things that you are appreciative of for that day. And the reason that I, I love it is because so many times I found myself always wanting to go to the next thing. I'm just, I guess, structured that way where I, I I enjoy accomplishments. I like them, but I can't say that I really celebrate the, the wins as much as I should. Um, so a lot of times, that forces me to really say, these are three things I'm appreciative of. And even if I haven't had a major win, sometimes it's a little small things like my dog or my girlfriend or my parents or people like that, that sometimes you forget about, you forget about, you know, being able to lay in bed, you forget about having running water, just all of these things, you become a lot more appreciative of those things because you map it out every single day. And I'm forced every day to think about three things that I'm appreciative of, even if it's a a really terrible day.
1: Sometimes if
0: I'm having a really
1: crappy day if I feel extremely stressed, I'll like put everything down and I'll just start thinking out loud to myself, like, oh, you know, I, I love my mom. I love my dad. I love my dog. Like they're amazing. They're this or that. And I'll just, I'll just do that. And it makes me feel good pretty fast. Um, thinking about, you know, who's in my life and, and why they're there and, and what they've done for me. I guess that app is a more concentrated and more consistent version than what I do for sure.
0: Let's talk about your second hack, the Insight Timer. I was like, I, I really want to get into meditation. Didn't really have a kind of a framework of how to do that. I actually started out with an app called Headspace first. That has a really good way that you can learn about meditation, which was really big for me because I was really kind of teaching myself and just kind of learning from there. And I think the thing that I take most from that app was being able to kind of look at your thoughts like balloons and it's not that you aren't being present, it's that when you're trying to be really present on something and then something else pops into your mind, you really take take it like a balloon and you let it go. So you are more aware when you're not being present than you are of the different things that are happening. And the reason that that stuck with me so much is because with the chaos that it is running a business and the different things that happen, there's so much beyond your control that it's so important to kind of approach it just like that balloon. So Inside Timer is really to get more aware of of being present to again kind of drive home the gratitude. Like sometimes it has different props, and I'll usually go through all the different aspects of getting focused on your day, of visualizing how exactly you want to see your day, what things do I need to focus on, how can I be present to this moment? Um, I can hear the air conditioning above my head, um, really being present to all of the things that are around you because so many times you just skip over things. And I'm notorious for like wanting to start my day. So I just jump into my day. But it was really that that allows me to really get focused to to kind of calm down so that. Not only does it help me out in the beginning of the day and get my day started out right, but I think that as we talked about when those chaotic times happen at 12 o'clock or one o'clock in the day, you can really take a step back and be more at peace because you've been practicing that um, for those times that happen like that.
1: Yeah, I think it's really important for everyone to meditate. It's been an extremely important experience for me in understanding who I am. And when you mentioned the uh, Headspace app teaching you about using balloons, I was never taught like that. What I was taught was your thoughts are there. They're going to be there no matter what you say or do. You can curse your thoughts. You can ignore your thoughts. They're going to be there. And when you meditate, your thoughts are going to pop up into your conscious mind. And you have two choices. You can allow them to control your emotions or you can learn to accept them. Through meditation, you can kind of step outside of yourself with the goal of observing those thoughts. And when you become an observer to your thoughts, they have no control over your emotions. And therefore, by observing them, you can come to understand them, and through understanding you can come to accept them. And once you accept them, they become your friend. Through being your friend, they don't bother you anymore. When I start meditation every day, those thoughts are there. But then within 30 seconds to a minute, I get deeper into meditation to a point where the thoughts are gone. There's literally nothing, it's just me in silence for 30 minutes and it's beautiful. Getting to that point where you literally go so deep that you hear nothing and you feel nothing and you're just kind of in darkness with yourself in a positive way is such an amazing experience because it's just quiet. And we're so used to noise that this period of quiet is just so peaceful and amazing. It's like 30 minutes of meditation is like sleeping for several hours for me. I don't know if you've ever experienced anything like that. Have you? In
0: my experience and kind of, I think in alignment with what you just said, there's so many things that are pulling from you and kind of getting you closer to the, you know, this is a gas tank analogy, but getting closer to E that a lot of times you don't have enough to continue on. So when we go to sleep, we're re-energizing ourselves. But I think when we're able to kind of just be, you know, quiet and have peace and not have things pulling from you, it also allows that opportunity to be able to do that. And I think that uh, it's, it's so powerful. Again, I'm not, you know, 16 years in, but I think it's something that I've seen such a value thing because my default was to get up and to start doing something every single morning. You can do two things. One, check out the inside timer and two, go to we live to
1: slash meditate. And you can sign up for my free email series about how to get started with
0: meditating. Even better. <laughs>
1: so let's talk about the third hack. I am coloring.
0: Yes, absolutely. So one of the things I wanted to do was by having, you know, the daily podcast is get an opportunity to really do something creative to, to be able to connect with the people that are been on the show. And I created kind of like this um, coloring book, essentially. And a lot of times we forget uh, that coloring uh, as a child was something that we did for fun and enjoyment. And I think that one of the things especially creatives can do is always get into their their inner child, so to speak, and do those things to take themselves away from the hustle and bustle, which is, I think, consistently with all these hacks that we kind of focused on. Um, So created a I Am coloring book. And Uh, Basically has like different brands, but it has an opportunity for people to basically color um, each of the different pages. And each of the pages has a brand and kind of a message related to what exactly um, the the message might be. So, um, like the the um, the the Blue 16 Media one says, you know, visibility uh, equals success. The name of the game is being found. Um, The the CB Nation one has visibility plus resources equals success. So it's just kind of giving you a short message, but gives you the opportunity to really color. And there's a lot of um and I'm no you know, doctor or anything like that. But there's a lot of studies that show by coloring, it allows you that opportunity to reduce your stress, reduce frustration, allow you to focus more. A lot of the things that we talked about with these other hacks. Um, so it, it's so interesting that as leaders, especially in business, sometimes we have a lot of problems that we're dealing with and things that we're trying to figure out what the correct solution is. And often we feel like a lot of times it's just drilling down, working harder. But a lot of the great ideas come about while you're walking your dog. Um, while you're potentially in the shower or why... Hopefully you can be coloring as well, too, because it takes you away from what you're doing on a regular basis to be able to kind of exercise the creativity, to think about the things that you're doing right there, rather than think about all the the problems that are going on and trying to create solutions. And a lot of time by stepping away, it allows you to come back even stronger and better. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast and the CEO Chat Podcast. And I hope you enjoyed this special episode. Give us an opportunity to kind of take some of the snippets from some of the longer form podcast that we have and repurpose them here. And we might be dusting off the CEO chat podcast and talking a little bit more about uh, some of those longer form episodes and hopefully some of the people that have been on the I CEO podcast on the longer form episodes. But I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoy this little snapshot. Of course, you can go to Co and have the opportunity to listen to the full complete version of the episode. Uh, but also you can maybe see that is very important to to create content, but also to be able to listen to and take in the hacks, the nuggets, the the stories, just all the things that make these uh, interviews so unique and so special. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and be sure to follow up with the guests, follow up with the CEO chat podcast and hear about all the awesome things we're working on.